1: Hello and welcome to the Hiroshima County Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 716 Hawaii. Uh, Listen, a lot to get into on a Tuesday, so let's not waste any time. Let's head out to the Circa Sports guest hotline. and Joining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, how are you? Rush, I'm
0: doing well. Thanksgiving is come and gone. Smoked a turkey, smoked a ham, delicious. <laughs> I hope yours was uh, great as well. I'm sure you were in Paris or
1: Australia <laughs> or, or, or somewhere. Listen, I was uh, I was in Los Angeles, uh, really enjoying all the sports um, happening. Uh, we'll get into all of it, whether it's uh, the NFL or the, 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 the or the WWE. But let's first start with the Chargers. <laughs> and I uh, sent out a tweet. Um, because I, I will go back to this conversation that we had. And again, you know, when the when the Chargers beat the Jets, they were four and four. They weren't the best team in the league. But I said, you know what? This team always comes on strong. And you said something that I still can't believe could be true. And I and the reason that I say that, um, is just when you look at the talent on this team, and not only just the talent, this team is in these games, the Chargers in the fourth quarter, whether they have the lead, whether they're one possession away from taking the lead, these are close games. But you said to me, that might be their last win of the season, and they couldn't believe it at the time. So far, you've been right. They've lost the following three games, um, and just the way that this team is playing, I, 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 when you look at the schedule, I don't know where their next win is going to come from. Fernando, let's first talk about this game. Uh, against Baltimore, again, no shame in losing to the best team in the uh, in, in the conference, but what, what once again happened that this team could not find a way to win in the first, fourth
0: quarter the it, it wasn't more about the fourth quarter it was more about right before the half mm-hmm. you have uh you have the ball you're starting to drive a little bit you've made some plays can Allen fumbles okay that's fine you get a field goal out of that then you kind of start moving the ball Austin Eckler fumbles for the second week in a row um the run game isn't there Austin Eckler the run game the offensive line is regressed a rush in my opinion uh, I, I don't think that they're, the, they're the same offensive line that uh, that everybody thought it was going to be there. Yes, part of it is Corey Lindsay, but at the same time, uh, Justin Herbert was rushed often last night, and that's why he had to scramble, move around. He did a lot with a little bit, um, and obviously, I would take away that interception because it was on the Hail Mary. So, yeah. But then, uh, right before, then they they go on a 19 play drive. Herbert gets whacked by Jadavion Clowney. Really put. Uh, Trey Pipkins, the right tackle, he, he just went right by him and, uh, he hit Herbert hard. There was a couple of times where Herbert got nailed and you're like, Ooh, and and he would get up slowly. And then, uh, you're like, wow. Okay. And so it just, uh, it, it was that it was, they would put in, they would put together drives that would stall. Yes. They scored one touchdown, but 10 points, 10 points is not enough. And, and I had said, I had told you before, you have to have other people step up. It can't just be the Keenan Allen and uh, and Justin Herbert show, and it's not happening. Uh, Keenan Allen, obviously, the last three games over a hundred yards at thirty one years old. It's just incredible the numbers that he's putting up. I mean, I know we've seen it in the past with uh, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, some of these guys, but I think Keenan Allen's going to fit right into there. Where with because of his the way he plays, I think he can age well and still contribute. So, but it, it just, uh, and part of it was the defense. The defense did have some issues here and there, but man, for your defense to give you a performance like that, uh, Brandon Staley, uh, benched Michael Davis. He benched Dean Marlowe and he benched Jazier Taylor. And, uh, and the defense was a little bit more stout on Sunday, but it just, uh, it just, it, it just couldn't come together. And then on the final, on the final drive where Justin has the ball, it's fourth and six. The same thing happened against Detroit. The same thing happened against Miami, against Tennessee, against... Uh, all. In most of their losses, when they have the ball at the end, they send a blitz because they know that the offensive line cannot hold it. And Herbert gets hit, he throws it into the ground, and, and that's game. So it's just the defenses know that this offensive line cannot hold up. This offensive line cannot hold up, and uh,
1: and they're going for it. So on Monday, I I, I thought we may uh, hear about, um, you know, a potential coaching change. We did. It was the Carolina Panthers yeah. firing Frank Rake. You had mentioned this. Um, you did not think, re- regardless of you thinking that they may not win again this season, that the Spanos family, generally speaking, is not the, the type that would make a coaching change during the season. They've lost three straight. At what point do you think they may make a move again? As of Monday, they have not, uh, generally speaking, when these moves are made, they are made first thing in the morning on Monday. So I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, them them doing this at, the you know, Tuesday or or during prep- preparation. Um, your thoughts on Brandon Staley, again, if Frank Reich had the hottest seat, he's now gone. There's no doubt that Brandon Staley now has the, uh, the um, hottest seat. At what point do you think the Spanos family may look to make a move? Uh, Arash, if you look on your bingo card, <laughs>
0: Frank Frank Reich lasted less than Urban Meyer did with wow. Jacksonville. So That's that true. that should tell you a lot right there. Um, man, I'll tell you one thing. If, if they go into New England and New England beats them, yeah. man, and especially... New England just scored seven points against the the <laughs> Giants. I mm-hmm. mean, and, and New England just looks like a mess. But I'll tell you one thing, Bill Belichick is not an idiot. He can coach. What is he gonna do next week in a rush? He's gonna take away Keenan Allen. And yeah. he's gonna say everybody else beat us. And that's where I think they're gonna run into a buzzsaw where they're not gonna be able to move the football without being able to run it. But I think they're going to wait until after the season. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't think if if they get if they lose to New England, I I just don't know how you can continue. Um, I mean, last night there was booze. Yeah, um, I, I saw videos of of uh, some chants, but I didn't think it was all that. Like, I agree. if you can if you can hear it through the plexiglass, like <laughs> yeah. when Cody Rhodes whoa came in <laughs> through WrestleMania. If you can hear it through the plexiglass, all right, but you couldn't. So yeah, um, but i just uh, that that's the thing i don't think these guys are going to do it i think they're going to wait until after the season um but at this point i just don't know how because at four and seven realistically you'd have to go six and zero oh in the last six to make it to the playoffs and i just don't think that's going to happen so um i just don't know how you can tell your fan base after this season hey we're going to try and run it back if you run it back you're no. going to lose uh, a lot of um i i just uh, on twitter like i tweet out oh derwin james had a had a thanksgiving event and people are like fire staley i'm like dang dude like <laughs> uh i'm like derwin's over here uh, uh giving meals out and stuff and you guys are on that so yeah i just uh i, I just think it's starting to really deteriorate and uh and it's not a good thing, but I, I, like I told you, I just don't know where you find that next one. I mean, everything, everything to end the season is going to be very, very tough.
1: Let me bring this up. Do you think the fact that Kellen Moore is with the staff now, and the thought process was, I mean, this is potentially a future head coach in the league. Also, the fact that Brandon Staley does not want to give up defensive coordinator control in, in terms of calling the defense do you think that may push Tom Telesco to the direction of saying, "Hey, let's give Kellen Moore a few games. Let's give someone else a chance to call the defense." Would that maybe uh, push them to do something that they would not usually do?
0: No, I, I think this is. Uh, I think this is John Spanos and Dean Spanos. This, okay. I think Tom Telesco is. Uh, I'm not saying he's on his way out too, just because the the Spanos family. I mean, they really like Tom and yeah. and. And he's been around for eleven seasons. I just, I just don't see a world where he can choose his fourth head coach. But I wouldn't be surprised. But I think this is going to be have to be a John Spanos uh, decision because um, I, I, he's just the one that makes all those big time decisions. Him and his father. So that's where I think it's going to be. But I, I was, uh, I was talking to some, uh, I mean, some other journalists yesterday, and I'm like, I mean, if they lose in New England. Why not just see what Kellen Moore's got? But I even think Kellen Moore, I mean, his offense just... Uh, some of my suspicions from the Dallas Cowboys days and something that I, some stuff that I had heard from Dallas, I think it's kind of true. I mean, his offense kind of stalemates at, one, some ish, at some points. It's not what it, you think. And I know Mike's not there. I know Josh Palmer's not there. I understand Corey Lindsley's not there. But still, man, you have to adapt. And they just haven't been able to adapt. So... I don't even know if Kellen Moore, like, I don't even think Kellen Moore should be the head coach. Even if, if Brandon gets fired in the offseason and they decide to make Kellen Moore the head coach, I just think it's going to kind of be the, the same thing, um, the kind of the same issue. So that's just my opinion. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, 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 I have not been impressed with Kellen Moore's, uh, offense.
1: One more Chargers question. I, I think one of the big storylines, uh, going into this week again, Bill Belichick has been rumored, linked, what have you, to the Chargers job. I think it's pretty clear at this point. Uh they are gonna try to find the most um appropriate way to part ways. I mean there's no way Bill's gonna get fired. Uh I think Bill will probably have a press conference where he says, you know, this has been an amazing run, whatever. Uh and then he will be, I still think regardless of how he's done without Tom Brady still will be one of the hottest names in terms of when you look at the Super Bowl uh, wins he has. So one of the big stories will be Bill the Belichick Chargers. Is he using sort of this week to scout his future team? What do you think is the likelihood? Again, this is another Dean Spanos um, question that we've gotten is that like, would he like pay for a coach like Bill? Um, your thoughts on that? I mean, the likelihood of the Spanos family not only parting ways with Papainas Gailey, which we think will happen would they uh, hire one of the highest paid coaches uh, well first
0: off the fact that you think that uh, he would have a press conference uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would just be like make like an announcement the yeah I appreciate the opportunity thank you so much I'm out um, by the way uh, bill Belichick is only two years younger than Dean Spano so uh, wow. that would be uh, that would be interesting but I, it's just not a move that these guys have made ever. They, I mean, yeah, they went to go get Marty Schoenheimer, but Marty Schoenheimer hadn't won a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. Marty Schoenheimer came in and he changed the culture of that locker room, and I think something you need, you you need something different. You need somebody that's going to come in here and 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 literally like Stone Cold Steve Austin, just come in here, start stunnering people. Get the wrong people, uh, or get the people who are wrong for this team out. Yeah. Bring in people who uh, fit the mentality. But I just don't know if if uh, Dean is willing to pay or can pay for a uh, a Jim Harbaugh, a a Bill Belichick. I just don't know if they're willing to do that. Just because I, I, for some reason, I feel like they want to go with that innovative young mind, that yeah, next Sean please. McVay. That's the route that they're going. Look at when they hired Mike McCoy. Mike McCoy came highly regarded from uh, from Peyton Manning and the Broncos uh, and the Broncos. And then, and, and not Anthony Lynn, but then you look over at Brandon Staley. He's from the McVay tree. He's yeah, a defensive maybe. mind. He has all these ideas and thoughts and uses analytics. He They're trying to go for something like that. And I just don't think that's the move. I think right now with Justin Herbert, I think a veteran head coach who's won is kind of the move where i would go and i mean like i said you sign jim harbaugh to a five-year 50 million dollar contract maybe he wins in two years or three and then it kind of deteriorates and you're kind of like ah well what if he won you a super bowl in those two or three years then you can say okay this was worth it look at the rams the rams went all in yeah, and yeah. now they're kind of teetering up and down a little bit but you got that one super bowl that's all that matters so yeah. and you know jim harbaugh is going to be hungry and i'm not just trying to go to jim harbaugh but Bill Belichick is hungry to prove that he can win without Tom Brady, I'm sure. So, I mean, if you went for a veteran head coach like that, hell, even Dan Quinn from the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. like he's been to a Super Bowl. He's going to be hungry to get back out there and and coach. And these, this defense has some pieces. He just needs to fill out the rest of the team. But he has a good eye for defensive talent. So... Um, so yeah, I mean either one of those three guys, but I just don't know if Dean and, and his family can shell out the money for those kind of guys or want to, that just hasn't been their MO unless they finally realized, Hey, we're in LA. We need to compete. The Lakers are going to kick our ass. The, mm-hmm. the Rams are the, the Dodgers. We need to do something to make a splash. That's the thing, making a splash, uh, like another company that we know who made a splash over the weekend, but, right. uh, but yeah, that's. That's kind of the thing. You, you need to make a splash. And unfortunately, um, they just haven't done it yet. I mean, you have the quarterback. You see the stadium is packed with fans, but yeah. you You have six primetime games because of your quarterback. Like you you can't you need to do something and and uh, and be competitive, if not like so what's the point of having them if, you, if you're just going to keep the same
1: mode in my opinion. All right, switching gears in terms of making a splash, you just touched on it. Okay, Survivor Series, I want to paint the picture what you thought. Again, I talked to a lot of people within the company. They they did not think CM Punk would come back. I said, listen, I I think this makes sense, right? And they're like, no, I I just don't think that they're going to do it. We haven't heard anything. And then when the copyright comes on at the bottom of the screen, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it didn't happen tonight. And then what an amazing swerve. CM Punk does come back. You see cultural personality, you hear it uh okay i want to get your thoughts what do you think about cm punk coming back hell is frozen over <laughs> that's right that's right um
0: triple h is really changing the culture of what wwe is and if you're striking while they are and it's hot real quick just before we switch call sasha banks go call <laughs> <her. She's laughs> good right. we, you might as well should just call her and be like hey like we need you in like come back vince is no longer here it's me it's uh it's con nick con like mm-hmm. come on dude like let's bring you home but um but going back to this yeah. so i was one of those that i'm like no what about the culture in the locker room this that and then as soon as his song hit i got so hyped like <laughs> literally i was like no freaking way and then he comes <laughs> out i was amazed but then Obviously, here come all the stooges on social media, and they're like, "Oh, Seth Rollins is pissed off." <laughs> I'm like, "It's a work, dude. exactly, like, yeah." Like, and this is the thing about Triple H. I, I truly think he had a meeting with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, some of the top people, maybe even Becky Lynch, uh, sat down with some of these people and said, "Hey, this is our idea. What do you guys think?" He's gonna come in, and I, and I'm sure Hunter's. But actually, I think Hunter's done a really good job ever since he's kind of taken over creative to where he vets everything he sees what the what the temperature is he wouldn't pull a move like this if he Mm -hmm. didn't think he got a different um a different cm punk and by the way the way cody rhodes talked about cm punk he's like i think we're gonna get a hungry cm punk i think we're gonna get somebody who wants to come in here and help that to me told me that cody was in a girl or a big part of this too to get cm punk in there but To pull something out like that off when aew was trying to do a pay or was trying to do a show while survivor series was going on is just incredible i know tony was asked about it this morning and he said i legally cannot talk about it you know tony con is steaming and he wants to say something about it so uh but definitely uh i i was really impressed by it and and this really opens up the door for a lot of other wrestlers to uh, to say, you know what? Maybe we give this new era of WWE a chance. This is Hunter's WWE. Let's give it a chance and 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 let's try and go back. So, John Moxley, I know he never he said he'd never come back, but that's a that's a guy I'm looking at, and I'm saying maybe he he possibly could come back in a couple of years. And but um, but definitely, what a huge get for for And then not just him, but Randy Orton returned also. So I thought that was pretty uh, pretty cool. Oh yeah. Part.
1: You know, I I think his return gets lost again, you know, because, I mean, CM Punk, that is that uh, big headline. But I think you're right. I thought it was so funny. Like, you think Seth Rollins is really going to react that way unless it's a work? Like, he's going to get held back by, you know, by a bunch of guys. I mean, come on. I mean, but I I think that has the ability to be an amazing storyline, obviously. Um, So what do you think they do with CM Punk? And why is this time different? than before. Again, he's had problems in the locker room. He's had problems backstage. Those are not works, by the way. There's a reason that he's yeah. no longer there. Why will this run be different than it was before?
0: Because of the leadership in the locker room that the WWE yeah. has. It. it really seems like they have good leadership. Not only do you have Cody Rhodes, uh, Roman Reigns, um, you have guys like the Miz, you have guys like uh you have guys like, uh, what's his name, uh, Cody Rhodes. You have guys that I really, and I think he he knows he's on his last one. I mean, dude, yeah, he literally went in twice to AEW and you got out. UFC was a bust, like. Yep. This is your last chance to really do something, and I think he wants to come back and do something meaningful. And he's uh, it's a, according to multiple reports, it's signed a three-year contract. So that means they really must believe in him, yeah. Uh, and then think it might be. But any anything that you do that's wrong, I think, like they're going to be. They're gonna. There's gonna be. He, he. I think he's on a short uh, leash on thin ice. Yeah. And any any false move, and I think he's gone. But I do think that the sh- the leadership is strong in WWE, and I don't think they'll stand for anything any BS. So, uh, so that's the impressive part. I think we're gonna see Rollins versus CM Punk at WrestleMania Night One, and then Night Two, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. I mean, yeah. I really think that's where we're heading. Uh, I'm interested to see what. CM Punk is going to say when he comes out uh, oh, on, on Raw. On, 100%. And then obviously it's going to be with Seth Rollins, so I think they're painting the picture for that. Yeah. I don't think CM Punk should win the Royal Rumble or anything, but I think it's going to be him and and Seth, which is going to make for an incredible WrestleMania uh, match.
1: You're 100% right. I think Cody had the line at the press conference when he, he said, a hungry CM Punk. I think we are going to see a hungry CM Punk, a guy that knows, to your point, he's done... Pretty much everything else. So yeah. he's burned his bridge with UFC. He's burned his bridge with AEW. He's back with a new, again, a new WWE with with Paul Levesque, Triple H at the helm with Nick Khan. Uh, Fernando, you're, you're the best. We'll uh, have you back on next week. Uh, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, talk a little bit more about the Lakers and the Clippers and the Chargers and the Raiders and the Rams and all that. When we come back, we're right on the Money or ten ninety in the California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Steel clown with the underground.
1: We come around. Welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Uh, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's head back out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline and joining us now from the Sporting Tribune. Shendrima Shichurji. I mean, I messed up that name. I am so sorry. Shendrima, how are you
2: doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You make me sound more exotic than I am. I love it. Thank you. You know,
1: by the way, as as someone, uh, you know, whose parents, by the way, did not know they were going to stay in this country, I've often asked them, you know, would you have changed my name? Because Arash, Arash, people put a hyphen in, in <laughs> between my name. It's always hard, but... Oh. Uh, you know, but you know, that's, that's, uh, that's part all, good. <laughs>
2: all good. It's all good.
1: Um, I wanted to have you back on because, you know, big moment in uh, soccer here in Southern California, uh, mm-hmm. the black and gold Della EFC going back to the Western conference finals. They will be hosting a game at BMO. I've been mm-hmm. told several times that I have to say BMO not BMO. Um, yes. what, uh, um, talk about this one again. It's very hard to repeat. Uh, It is perhaps the hardest thing to do in sports, but this team is now back, uh, you know, where they were a year ago, conference final with the ability to defend their uh, title. Um, Take again, if someone has not been following, I mean, is this run been surprising to you? Uh, what have you thought about this team's run back to the conference championship game?
2: Well, yeah, this year for LAFC especially has been. Of a roller coaster year as you know and and well if you've been following them you will know that they have had so many matches to play so many titles to fight for and one by one they all kind of slip through their fingers and now they're left with this the mls cup and they have this chance to become the first team in 11 years to win two straight if if they can do it um and they're so very close um and what i've We've all noticed is that the the closer we get to the end, the more they fight to stay in the game, you know, the more it's something that coach Steve Chirindolo has brought up a few times that it is like they 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 remember how much they love the game and how much they want to keep playing it. So the fight gets stronger and stronger and more, more and more intense. And I think that's something that we've seen over over the playoffs um so it's very exciting to watch them uh fight fight till the very end um yeah it's surprising um in in the goal is maxime propos who you guys may remember broke his leg in last yeah. year's final so in a very dramatic fashion um, and this this will really be a full circle moment for him if he if he got to relive that in some way and and win it with his team again like the the complete the the complete circle you know so I for one hope that we get to see him have that chance
1: the team of uh, you know grown under uh, head coach uh, Steve Trundolo in terms of. You know they are they are back again, back in the uh, conference final. They won the championship a year ago. Uh, what what an amazing uh, beginning to his coaching career! Uh, what has he meant to the for franchise? And and you've talked about it. You've written about this at the Sporting Tribune. How have they sort of embraced what he's brought to the table?
2: You know, it's interesting. He definitely took what Bob Bradley created, which was the attacking style soccer. Which everybody loved watching because, you know, you love watching a team try to get 20 goals in a game, Uh, but they were never like full of finesse. And what Chirundulo has done is give them a more defensive mindset. a a little bit more, I mean, pardon me if it it, it offends anybody, but higher football IQ um, and a more thoughtful approach to their shots. I would say Uh, a a different type of team dynamic Um, and and it shows, right? I mean, he has a, an unbeaten playoffs record with LAFC, you know, in the beginning it was unclear what would happen because he came from, kind of the, the like a company man type of uh role and people didn't really know what to expect but he's really been kind of a silent leader and the players have really really uh shown that they are loyal to him and respect him and that he treats them you know in, intelligently and uh, and i think that it shows it I, the the game has definitely changed the style has changed they're not that, like, crazy, fun, awesome attacking style that everybody got used to the, f- the first few years. But what they are, I think, is more thoughtful in their approach and uh, intelligent, I would say. You know, why work harder when you can just work smarter? And I, How- I think that's what they won yesterday.
1: How is this team different than the team that won the title a year ago? I think everyone remembers <laughs> Gareth Bale having one of the bigger goals, obviously, of his time in Los Angeles in the, the overtime period. Uh, he's not on the team. I mean, how, how is this team different than the team that won it all a year ago?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've they've they've lost uh we've we've seen them lose some of their stars, right? Like Chicho Arango, who really, really, you know, people can compare Denny Buanga to him a little bit, but I actually don't see stylistically. I don't see the same mentality out there. Um lesser known players um and a little bit less of a focus on stars i would say this time around Mm -hmm. Um, you're they're not out there scoring you know multi-goal matches right but what they are doing is showing that they can get the job done um in a more reserved approach uh i just think you know if they if they actually win this time around as well it'll be a nice proof that you don't need a gareth bale to come out and save the you know save your team from inevitable um destruction like i i think this would be a really great way to show that you can play the beautiful game um in a more uh, like calm demeanor if that makes any sense
1: no doubt and,
2: yeah and that and that actually like it's it would be great, you know to to prove that you know somebody that a, a number nine that Arongo was, um you don't necessarily need that role um so because that's always been this criticism this whole year of of for for the team, like why couldn't they replace Christian Arongo, you know, why, 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 why? um, and they tried, but it wasn't, you know it's he's kind of one of those irreplaceable. Um, types of players, I would say. So,
1: Can you speak to the foundation that has been created with this team? I, I thought it was so fascinating, just as someone who's been following soccer I- in Los Angeles. I was always amazed that, you know, the LA Galaxy had the history in terms of, you know, being, uh, you know, the the first uh, a team in town. But not only that, you know, the, the number of championships that they won, Donovan, Beckham, uh, King, just, and then all of a sudden this, Team is born, and Mm -hmm. it it, it never embraced that second team role. They really pushed back on that. They they were never, uh, Mm -hmm. with all due respect, they were never the Clippers or the Chargers or the Angels or the Ducks. They were like, we are here to be the new team of Los Angeles and the real true team of Los Angeles. And the only thing that Los Angeles, as you uh, well know, really cares about is success. And now they've won a title. They're back on the cusp of going, going back there. Uh, speak to the foundation that they've created. And um, is this kind of built for that long-term success or um, is this sort of like a short run that they have here?
2: Um, I think by now we can pretty much assuredly say that it's not a short-term, the new kid on the block, you know, shiny new things, kind of standing out kind of role that they're playing. They actually ushered in, I think, a new era for MLS that other teams have continued to to build upon. Um, and it, the, the model for, for their success, it was pretty clear to me from the beginning was actually reaching out to their direct community from the beginning and making them part of, of the club, um the 3252 again like i know everybody talks about it and I-, I hear a lot of background chatter about how they're not really fans i'm like no they're really fans they're really invested in the club in 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 many senses of the word and the players mention that fan base over and over after every match and how important The role they play is how they're, you know, they're the ruckus, the, the traveling fans, you know, the the TIFO, like all of it, the, the shouting, the singing, the music, it plays such a huge role to the team in every result. And, and, you know, Carlos Vela has said it from the beginning and he's been there from the beginning saying that they're out there for the fans. And I actually, you know, at, at first it sounds a little bit like lip service, but then when you hear it over and over and over for years, and you see it in action, you realize that 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 really is a beautiful um, synergy that they they have, and it's real. Um, yeah, you know, they do a lot of events in the community, and and again, like I've I've gone to a few, um, uh it's it's very evident that they're very the club is very much vested in in their community and they're here to stay um and so
1: i love that no yeah i mean i I think that's what really hits me and i have often told friends this as well like even if you're not a fan of soccer or you know you have no interest in going i mean it is an experience to go there and see that fan base uh just up close in person again so so many so many people obviously don't get the chance to go to europe and see what it's like over there but i mean it just watching a game with that fan base is incredible switching gears real quickly before we uh, touch on the uh conference final game uh the la galaxy i'm sure is watching this from afar hoping that they can get back to their position of being in contention um just as you look at what what they have to do is that a long-term fix is there a quick uh, uh, is there something that they can do to fast track their around to once again becoming a contending team?
2: Absolutely. They have a number of DP roles that they can now (laughs) fill all of them, basically. So, uh, number one, do that. (laughs) Um, And I think that that will come. Honestly, they just haven't been able to find that. I don't know that that, since Latin left, um, that persona, um, they haven't had the type of leadership that they've needed to to get the team back on track i think they have a lot of the the pieces but but the top the top finishers are missing so yeah. um yeah I, I i mean i i will just speak honestly i am a galaxy fan Yeah. Uh, so yeah it, it's not great to watch <laughs> <laughs> It's happened i think you know it was for me i saw you know the moment that that uh chris klein was let go of there was a jump in their performance. And it was clear like something had been unlocked, but it was just too late. That was already 30% of the way through the season. Um, and to be able to contend at a successful level with so many different tournaments going on simultaneously is is almost impossible. So um, I think 2024, <laughs> I really hope <laughs> is is a year that they can unlock um, a new era for for themselves they can do it
1: absolutely. yeah uh, by the way i mean I, I i i think that 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 is still one of the sort of um you know when you talk about the history of that franchise and i'm still a fan in as well you know i mean i'm I, i'm not the type that's going to turn my back on a franchise that i really uh, cheered for since back then when they were at the rose bowl back in 96 so yeah. hopefully they can still turn it around switching gears to the game on mm-hmm. saturday the Western mm-hmm. conference final against Houston. Uh What should we look for in this matchup and uh, what is the pathway Uh if Los Angeles wins, who, who are they projected to play in the championship?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. So first of all, I'm not going to tell you who I picked as my eventual, unless um, <laughs> I'm afraid, <laughs> um, but they are one of the four teams remaining. So we'll just say that. Um, I, I think uh, again, LAFC, like, like uh, you've probably read many times now um, they win when they score first. So the goal has to be to score first. Uh, Houston have already defeated uh, LAFC twice in, in the regular season and two straight matches actually um, kind of humiliating. Um, and I think this is going to be a great revenge match. Uh Um, obviously one of the key elements here in, in beating any team has been Giorgio Chiellini. I think anyone that watches him, uh, and I'm in Italy right now, so I can tell you everyone just loves him, Um, (laughs) whether or not they were a fan. Um, and I, and I think you can see why he's 39 years old. He goes out there, he gives, uh, 200%. Um, he gives his mind, body, soul to the team. Um, he, you know, he'll, he'll destroy himself for, you know, to make clearances and, and help them out and, uh, getting them out there and keeping him on for 90 minutes is really important. And he just did it already yesterday. So it, it would really, whew be uh, a boost to them to to make sure he's as fit as possible to get him back out there. Um, so I do think he's one of the keys. Um, Buwanga, Denny Buanga, keeps scoring. I mean, he goes through these bursts of, of scoring um, uh, streaks, and we need to keep him on that, basically, for two more. So, you know, he he, getting him the ball and preventing dynamo from targeting him is going to be crucial so again like I, I i think it'd be great to see carlos vela step up a little bit more than he has been um do, to do that uh so yeah i mean honestly keep in mind keelini and and vela are out of contract mm. at the end of this year so um and cripo too actually um uh, so, you know, these, this is like their last, you know, hurrah almost yeah. with the team. So, you know, no holes barred. Like, they just got to put everything out there and get that get that first goal.
1: I want to get your opinion on, and again, this is sort of like an ongoing story, and SoFi Stadium hasn't given an actual response as far as I can tell and FIFA has not but we've heard these sort of like lingering reports that SoFi Stadium and FIFA are at Dodds uh, to some degree and uh, I-, I can probably safely presume at this point it's not going to host the final which we had heard for a while that it was really between Dallas and New York again mm-hmm. Pasadena, the Rose Bowl, not only hosted the last final, when you look back at that 92 World Cup, it is amazing the number of significant matches that were held here. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all good if they want to spread the love. I still think it should be in the running to hold a semifinal. Um, I'd love for you to just talk on the significance. I just feel SoFi Stadium needs to whatever, like, he goes, they need to put aside, whether it's uh, well, mm-hmm. whatever cut of ticket sales, but I just r- vividly remember being in Pasadena in the Rose Bowl for those World Cup matches and what the significance was. Uh, speak mm-hmm. of the World Cup, uh, being in Los Angeles, and again, for r- right now, as we're sitting here talking, it's still gonna happen here. I still think, by the way, I, I drove by SoFi Stadium yesterday, yeah. um, and they're still promoting the World Cup, so I still think at the, the end of the day, they'll host. Um, you know, a semi final and like a first round or second round game or something. But what what is the right. significance of a city hosting the World Cup?
2: Oh, so you know, the whole format of the World Cup is changing. Um, this 2026 World Cup, uh, you know, I know it's like a North America World Cup, but honestly, yeah. that, that's now it's like <laughs> now things going multi continent. So it's this is great. Uh, I think this this is our chance. Um, I really, really, uh it it would mean so much to the game, to the growth of the game in this country, to MLS, um, even to NWSL and yeah. other other leagues that are trying so desperately to grow and build awareness for the sport. Um, I I hate seeing this battle over yeah over the revenues exactly yeah. um and how it's going to be shared between fifa la and stanley kronk um <laughs> I, I, I god it, it would be a shame right the the best stadium in this country you know i i i don't even i can't even understand how there's an argument here and how right. how you want to prevent la from from hosting um yeah it honestly This would be, I don't even know what to say, Raj. Like, if if (laughs) we can't get the final, I just, I would hate to see New York get it. I'm a New Yorker. I know. I would hate to see it happen because LA, I think, is better suited for it at this point. Um, I
1: agree. And you touched on it. I mean, SoFi Stadium is just such a beautiful stadium. And again, I I say that not as only someone from Los Angeles, but they spent five and a half billion dollars on it. Um, Yeah. But um, listen, we, we want to have you back on. We're going to have you back on uh, following this weekend's match. You're, you're the best. By the way, thank you so much for doing this while you're on your vacation. That's all the time we have for today. <laughs> Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe stay healthy.
0: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.